Then President Moon says, you've come to the south, when can I come to the north? And Kim Jong-un says, Oh, he went back into the north. Look at that. Almost as if they're erasing the line. But they have some very difficult issues to discuss. NK Now, where we get you the latest updates coming out of Pyongyang. Joining us from NK News, Seoul correspondent Kim Jong-min. Hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, First, high-profile defection once again. A North Korean diplomat in Kuwait defecting to South Korea. What do we know so far, Jung-min? What do your sources say? Uh, the diplomat, his name is Ryu Hyun-woo, but I feel like this could be a pseudonym. Mm. Uh, he was reportedly an acting ambassador at the North Korean embassy in Kuwait. Uh, North, Korean, North Korean embassy in Kuwait is actually a very high-profile place among the Middle Eastern, um, I guess, point of contact for North Korea. Um, New South's defection was first reported by South Korea's Mayor Kyungje on Monday, and multiple government sources also told NK News that the report is true. And it seems that he talked to Mayor Kyungje in person on the phone, so it seems like it's uh, very likely it's true. Uh, reports say Ryu defected with his wife and child in September 2019, and this is notable because it's just shortly after the former. Charge de Fer, the uh, at the DPRK embassy in Italy, Cho Sung-gil also arrived in South Korea in July that year. Um, Mayor Gyeongja report it says that Ryu is the son of law of Chun Yil-chun, which uh, was the former head of Office 39. And uh, for those of us uh, who don't really know about Office 39, it's one of North Korea's most powerful organs involved in the acquisition of hard currency and other things for Kim family and the Pyongyang elite. Um, so being a son-in-law of this person, is, it's likely that this person has a good background and also he's a, a very high-profile person. Um, Taeyong Press Office also said that this relation is true. You mentioned Taeyong. He probably is the most famous or infamous uh, among this uh, recent class of uh, <laughs> diplomats who've uh, defected. But we are seeing these kind of high-level uh, officials uh, defect in recent we- years. Why, why, do you say, why do you think we have this kind of surge of the, the privileged class in uh, North Korea deciding to defect? Yeah, Taeyong Ho is one of those uh, more famous among these high-profile defectors, but it's known that there are multiple other people in South Korea or other countries who are pretty high-level and defected from, according to Tae, European embassies as well. Um, you reportedly told Mayor Gyeongja that he wanted to, quote-unquote, give his child a better future and that he reads South Korean news. And um, reportedly, he thought it was pretty amazing how, this is actually interesting, in his own words, how South Korea runs well even when here fight and quarrel day in and day out. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tess said something similar before, too, about gifting a child a better future. But uh, personal stories aside for a moment, there could be a larger, more general cause here, I think. Um, many experts are saying that it could be a reflection of North Korean diplomats um, having ongoing difficulties to survive and thrive abroad. Um, especially under Kim Jong-un's rule. Um, we saw a lot of talk about corruption during North Korea's 8th Party Congress, too, so this could be an ongoing issue. Um, first, there is, of course, difficulty of obtaining targets set to earn foreign currency for 
diplomats who are dispatched abroad. And second, like I mentioned, there is an increased elite-level corruption investigation these days for the past few years, which put these diplomats at risk of penalty or purge. And side note, um, compared to democratic societies, the definition of corruption is more lucid in North Korea. So it can just be referred to basically anything against Pyongyang's likings. Um, and of course, third, sanctions also make it harder for these people to obtain foreign currency earning goals. Some may uh, wonder why foreign diplomats are tasked with earn- earning foreign currency. They have limited means to do that, so they use whatever channels they have um, to do that uh, while their economy is stifling. So sometimes, many times actually, um, diplomats, uh, these tasks fall on the diplomats, uh, diplomats' lap. Yeah. Uh, Very interesting um, developments there. Let's talk about uh, the Biden administration. Uh, They are just into the job about one week. Uh, Give us the sense of their uh, national security team, who Biden's top officials nominated and confirmed, and what they feel about North Korean policy going forward. Well, overnight, uh, one person who got confirmed, it's Anthony Blinken, uh, who Biden tapped as Secretary of State. He's definitely going to be one of the most important people in the Biden team in terms of foreign policy. Um, just remembering how powerful uh, Pompeo was in voicing his opinion on North Korea issues. Blinken, um, a short profile, he was a vocal critic of Trump's North Korea policy, and he's a longtime foreign policy aide for Biden, as well as President Obama. And um, he was the deputy national security advisor and deputy secretary of state before. Um, and because of his profile, many were keeping an eye on um, basically all of his remarks, um, uh, whether he will choose containment or engagement. But um, as we know, it's not that simple just choosing one. Um, uh, but he definitely seems like he values more traditional alliance like Biden does and having emphasized pressure multiple times before, too. Uh, another person, Kim Song, in English, Song Kim, he was chosen as Acting Assistant Secretary of State for the East Asian and Pacific Affairs Bureau. Um, he helped organize the 2018 Singapore Summit, so he already had a lot of uh, voice uh, when it comes to Trump-Kim relationship as well. He also was the one who led Washington's working-level talks in Pyongyang in July 2018 when things were better alongside Pompeo. Um, another person, uh, there are tons and tons I, I can go through, mm. but um, Kurt Campbell, he was tapped as a coordinator for Inter-Pacific Affairs of NSC. Um, he was past assistant secretary of state uh, for East Asian Pacific Affairs under Obama as well. And part of Campbell's quote-unquote pivot to Asia strategy, it includes bringing U.S. allies together to confront China and North Korea. So with these uh, new officials, anything interesting of note uh, for comments regarding North Korea, whether it's confirmation hearings or otherwise? Well, Blinken at the confirmation hearing, he said that Biden administration will look at what available option they have in terms of, quote unquote, increasing pressure on North Korea to come to the negotiating table, as well as other diplomatic initiatives. Um, Increasing pressure is definitely a buzzword. So people were talking a lot about it. But he also did mention that U.S. will um, try to... Um, streamline humanitarian channels and help sector workers um, who experienced so much bottleneck during Trump administration. Um, Jen Psaki, uh, she said that Biden's view is that without question, uh, North Korea's ballistic missile and nuclear and other proliferation-related activities constitute a quote-unquote serious threat. 
um, again, this is a very principled, uh, traditional approach to North Korea. And she added that Washington will still have a vital interest in deterring North Korea, stressing alliance with South Korea and Japan, also in line with um, Antony Blinken. All in all, it seems Biden administration seems to be going for a principled diplomacy, as he promised at first. And we can already see that Washington is going to play a very, very slow and careful and calculated game when it comes to North Korea. Right. And speaking of North Korea, we can't leave out the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, let's get an update there, Jungmin. Uh, apparently foreign children now banned from places like restaurants and shops. Uh, uh, what, what's this about? Uh, it's, it's an interesting story. Uh, it's a bleak story, actually. North Korea has banned the children of foreign diplomats and humanitarian workers from visiting those places, sources told NK News late last week. Um, according to sources, it technically means that mostly affects families of Russian embassy staff with children because they are one of the very few um, of those who are still there after the exodus. Um, this adds the very long list of already very severe restrictions on the foreigner community in Pyongyang, which already shrank massively, like I mentioned a couple of times here before, um, uh, and difficulties, but an extreme version that happens to places under lockdown. Um, there were also North Korean foreign ministry documents internally circulated before prohibiting playing with snow as well. And um, hearing this, it just really sounds like it's a really tough place to be for kids, to say the least. And overall, what's the COVID situation like? Any new tests or quarantine numbers? Um, that's the weird thing, because the World Health Organization's 2021 reports on COVID-19 in Southeast Asia, they changed the format. And since the first week of January, the, um, there have been two reports and two weeks in a row. No details on the number of those tested or quarantined in North Korea, but the recent one still says that there's no case in North Korea. Um, even though the report itself is hard to just take it on the face value and hard to believe, um, the lack of important data for two weeks in a row is pretty concerning personally, mm. especially considering how North Korea's party Congress saw 7,000 attendees wearing masks only very occasionally and gathered in Pyongyang from all across the country, including the border area uh, residents. Um, it could be a one of North Korea's new strategy to keep information less public. Um, we could see this from, we could presume this from uh, be, them being very hostile to foreign residents there, so people just um, exit the country. Um, but for now, it seems border remains still closed. It's almost the year anniversary, or actually maybe today. Um, today's the year anniversary of them starting anti-epidemic measure. Um, the border uh, has been closed for a year. All points of entry still remain um, in inaccessible. Um, all in all, it's a very bleak prospect for now. Anything involved with North Korea, like diplomacy, um, summit, trade, humanitarian work, and aid, and basically anything when it comes to North Korea. Yeah. Uh, so a, ple- a bleak picture uh, that you've painted, as you say. All right. Uh, Chungmin, as always, appreciate all the reporting. Uh, thank you very much and look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you.